Ashley. Hey, everyone. It's me, Jay, and I'm with my girl, Nina. And welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. Nina, we're having the best time, are we? Oh, my God. It is so amazing. Can I just tell you, I feel like I'm on cloud 155. Is that even possible? I really feel like it is possible because I'm on the same cloud as you. And I just feel like these stories, not only that we share together, but through amazing individuals are just like helping me heal and become a better person. And it's so magical because we really are all in this together, like for real. Absolutely. And you know what? I think the fact that we've, we have found people that are so willing to be vulnerable and share their you know, because it's always like, oh, how do we look strong or how do we look successful or, you know, all of the things that we um, are seeing and portray on Instagram and Facebook and social media. And it's like, no, we want to get down to the nitty gritty and the real stories of actually what it looks like to achieve the desired level of success that you, that you have or that you want and the grind and the hustle and the tears and the sweat and the hard work and the nights of feeling like you just cannot go on. I know that you and I have both been there and uh, just really to create a sense of hope and community for everybody that, you know what, we've been there too and you can definitely make it through to the other side. And so we have a special guest today that is- Oh my goodness. I cannot. So let me tell you. So our special guest today is, she's perfect for this podcast because she is unfiltered. Hello, (laughs) honey. That's what I love about her. Me too. Like she is so legit unfiltered that we're like, yes, we need to have her on because she is going to speak all the real truth. Can I tell it before we bring her on? Can I tell you something? Yeah. This baby, I have mad respect for because her posts are so amazing and it it gets me lit like i seriously like sometimes i may not truly understand like like view it in the way that she's portraying it but right. i respect it yeah like it has me creating conversation mm-hmm. for hours about it and i think that's a mover and shaker someone who's brave enough to say what everyone else is thinking right and i'm so happy to be sharing here today so nina I always introduce, but I want you to introduce today. So bring our girl on. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> so our special guest today is none other than, you guys know her on Instagram, at Jess D. Hair. Welcome, girl. Hello. Ooh, hi. You guys are so cute. Can I just like get you to follow <laughs> me around life and hype me up? Like, like when I come to the dinner but, table, like remind yes. me. Yes. Of all the and we ting on our glasses. Ting ting. Yeah. Welcome to the uh-huh. dinner table. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> here. Right. But I just love, like, I do. I have mad respect for you. And I feel like, you know, your voice matters. And you stand for stylists behind the chair that feel lonely mm-hmm. and who want to have a say. And you're giving them that voice. And I love everything that you're doing. I, I, I just, I care about you. I can't wait to watch you grow even more. Um, yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. And you know what I love too? I have to say this. So I think there's a, there's something to be said about how we respect each other in this business because you can have a difference of opinion, right? You can Absolutely. maybe not agree on everything. And the fact that you don't agree on things, but you can say, hey, this is my opinion, this is your opinion, and let's talk about it. Let's have adult conversations wrapped around different topics because I think what's cool about her is that, yeah, she says things that people may think but maybe not want to say, but I think it is the realness and the rawness behind the way that you say things. It is, yes. is in your tone and it is in the delivery And you know what? You attract who you are. So if people don't, if they're not vibing on that, they're not your followers. They're not going to be your followers, right? They're not your people. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And and one thing that I've learned through my experience is that you're not for everyone Mm -hmm. and that's okay. But the people that you are for will show up for you. Well, and like the whole respect thing, it's this industry 
it's becoming woke on understanding that no Silas, this podcast should be left behind. And that we all daily behind the chair feel lonely. We all are struggling. We're all trying to prove to brands that we're worth it. Like we're over having brands tell us that we're worthy. We're worthy in our own right because we make the magic of this industry. So get me started. <laughs> I feel like already got podcast. you started. <laughs> whole other podcast, but yes. Right. Let me reel it in. Let's take it back. Oh, um, yes. So Jess, you, you have an incredible story. I'm really excited because I always feel like we learn so much when we have special guests on, not only about you, but also about ourselves too, which is the joy in what we do. And so I want you to kind of just take us on a little bit of a journey on how you got started in the industry, how long you've been in the industry and kind of how you ended up to be where you are today. And then we're going to kind of dis dissect it as we move along. So you just fire away and take us. All along. right, man. So let's see, we are in 2019, right? Is that, am I, am I yes. that old that I have to ask that? Okay. So I graduated cosmetology school 2009. Um, so I've been doing it for like 10 years. Um, I was in a couple different salons assisting and eventually, um, I was in somewhere kind of like starting to get out behind the chair and, uh, you know, like faking it, pretending I knew a little bit more than I did and <laughs> whatever. Um, so eventually I found my way to a salon. Uh, I worked for someone who had no, um, experience in the industry. I guess this was kind of like a business venture she wanted to take on. Um, and she kind of set it up for, I mean, I mean, no disrespect to her. Um, but I, I'm sure at this point she knows she kind of set it up for failure. So quickly, um, you know, I guess she ran out of, you know, steam and money and wanted to close. At this point, I had been there um, busting my ass, trying to make a book. I had very little experience. I pretended I had more than I had to get the job because she didn't know any better. So she, you know, listen. So busting my ass, literally pounded the pavement back when social media was like brand new and you weren't using that for your marketing. You know what I mean? Like I was still on MySpace holding it down over there. Nobody was using Whoa. MySpace for that shit. You <laughs> yeah. know, we were using MySpace for a whole other shit. <laughs> so literally pounding the actual pavement, like accosting people in parking lots and being that creepy person and finally made a tiny, tiny, tiny little book of like 10 people I could call my own and she wanted to close and I was not having it. And at this time I'm 26 years old and, um, I'm reading the email. I remember exactly where I was sitting, exactly who was in the room with me. And I'm on my laptop and I remember the exact laptop and I'm reading it. And it was like a gut punch. And I was like, fuck man, like I, I'm starting over again. I just, I just started, you know, digging myself a little, get, getting rooted here. And, um, I emailed her back and said, okay, so what are you going to do with the salon? And, you know, she said, I'm going to try to sell it. And I was like, all right, well, let me get back to you. And, um, you know, I, Full disclosure, I still live at home with my parents. That's embarrassing. I had to share that with the world. Absolutely um, not. Nope. All, all good. Right. So yep. we're, I'm still here. So at 26, I was here. I had literally like $20 in the bank, if that. And um, I was like, hey, mom, like, here's what I'm thinking. And I can only imagine what my parents were thinking. Like, you literally have enough money for the Burger King drive through Where are you getting this money? <laughs> so dead serious. Like I hear people tell these stories all the time yeah. and I'm like, no, bitch, you had a little savings or no, you, you know, you were a trust fund baby or whatever. Like, no, no, no. Like we're very average people paycheck to paycheck. And my paycheck to paycheck was like living off the Burger King menu. And I'm like, mom, I want to do this. And bless her heart. My dad was shitting all over it because he had owned his own construction business at one time. And, you know, he knows the struggle, but my mom was like, listen, honey, if this is something you want to do, except for like, good luck getting the money because good luck. I don't know where you're getting it from. So I literally like beg, borrow and stole from anyone that would lend me like $10. Um, I did have somebody in the family that hearing the story volunteered, lending me a larger sum of money. Um, but you know, it, it wasn't quite enough, but it was, it was enough to, you know, get something going. And anybody that would literally hit me up with a 50, I was like, dude, I'm taking whatever. Like, so I bought the salon from her and I'm like, here I am zero business experience, barely any hair experience. Um, barely, you know, I had a following by my standards at the time, but I had no following for, you know, what a following really is. And, um, whew, I don't know what the hell I was thinking, man, but I was like, you know what? I'm 26. I'm just doing this. So bought that. That was a fun ride. 
Um, I feel like I could fill up your whole time with crazy stories about what it's like to suddenly become a boss and have employees and mm-hmm. ridiculous stories about employees. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I learned as I went and I tried to find people that I could ask questions for. I had a couple local people that were helpful to me, um, other salon owners and you know, eventually as social media started to grow and, you know, I could find people like you guys where I could just like, Hey, let me just see what they have to say. Or, Hey, let me check out their website or, you know, like there's this online class or whatever and learn as much as I could. Cause I knew jack shit. Like I was a five time community college dropout. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. that is not a, that is not an exaggeration. Like literally, I think I dropped out of community college maybe four, at least four times. And I was there long enough to get a bachelor's, didn't even get my associates. So like I, no experience. And, um, I was just winging it, winging it, winging it. And eventually like every day chipped away a little more, a little more, and I'm making it sound more glamorous than it was, but I'll fast forward to the part where I was semi-profitable. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like I'm taking a paycheck. I'm doing it. I'm a kid, like I'm crushing it, whatever. Um, and then eventually we outgrew our small space. I'm air quoting outgrew. We outgrew our space. I thought we outgrew it. Um, I got this humongous yes. space, right? And oh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Got this humongous space. Ended up being way too big for like the numbers that we were doing. And I say we collectively as a team. You know what I mean? Um, so that quickly, um, the short version was like that was the beginning of the end for me wanting to be doing that. Um, so, you know, Nina, I, I was talking to you a little bit about me learning that I had anxiety through yeah. that, um, you know, getting my second location, um, we had to fit it out ourselves. It was a huge space that we had to take down to concrete and build from the ground up with no money, <laughs> like nothing again. No. And, you know, I had my poor husband working like 60 hours of his job. He works like a dog and driving up to Chalfon, Pennsylvania from Philly and working there till two, three in the morning, you know, building out this business and it was just such a such a bad time like whenever like I know Gina was just going through her new space and posting all that shit in her stories and I have friends that are just um building their salons and I'm like man I feel it I feel your pain on levels like the pain you feel in that is so fucking real like there's nothing like building a business like that so yeah then I, I learned I had anxiety like crippling anxiety it really kind of just like came out like a fountain during that and quickly I was like, it's fuck this o'clock. And I was just like, do, 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 ticking down. And one day I woke up and was like, dude, I made myself a promise when it was time to go, I'd go. And it's, it's time to go. And, um, I was done. It just, it no longer served to me. That chapter in my life needed to close. Um, so I closed the business, sold all the shit out. I didn't even want to put it up for sale because I didn't want to have to sit on it for what could be six months, a year, indefinitely, like I was just done. So, you know, I put everything up on social media, come buy this and sold almost everything like, like down to like toilet paper holders and sold it all. And I went to work for somebody else and I've been there since um, December. I closed the business in um, November. It was, I want to say six and a half years. We were open, Um, closed it in November uh, started at a new place in December and that has been a, um, an eye-opening experience <laughs> working for somebody else. So yeah, that, that's the wow. version. Oh my God. So I have yeah. 750,000 same. <laughs> I have, so, I have 8 million. I am it, so, so, okay. So I want to ask you, so first off, how, how long were you in the business before you took over or, or purchased this business from from her. I left that very crucial part out. Six months, six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Literally six months. Okay. So you were, you were doing hair for six months and then you ended up buying the business. Correct. Wow. So, so you okay. were a baby stylist. Yes. Baby. Growing yourself as you were growing a salon. So, so much. Yes. Wow. And again, looking wow. back at it with where I am now, I'm like, damn, I wish I could have, like, I could see myself at 26 and be like, you get it, girl. Uh, like, I was fearless. That's some scary but, shit. But what I love is, like, it's made you who you are today. And I love that oh, you yeah. said, like, I, 
I want to go tell the girl who was doing that, like, you get it. Like fearless, just like going in because it wouldn't make you have the credibility and the words that you speak on a daily basis on your Instagram of knowing that pain Mm. of just losing it all. Yeah. And having it all and then losing it all. And I think it's amazing that you're sharing that story and just like how young you were in the in the industry. Yeah. Right. So great, like be so brave in that. But and you kind of talked about anxiety. Do you think through that experience, maybe you were bottling it up? And then all of a sudden it just came like raging down because you had to be somebody for everyone there. Yeah. That's be a different person for every single person. That's so true. And, you know, I put myself in situations that I had never had to be in before. So, you know, like, um, growth comes from the uncomfortable things, but it was like so much uncomfortable things that like, if, if the growth was a pimple, like it just came to a head and just like erupted. So it was just so much trying to like funnel through a tiny little thing that I think it was just like so overload. And, um, you know, learning about anxiety and, and all that now and knowing what I know now, I, um, I definitely have had it my whole life. I just never really called it what it was, you know, and we looking back in time, we've done that with so many different things about, ourselves you give it different names you know or you just brush it off as something else and you know I had mentioned to Nina um I always just said that I was wound really tight you know or oh I'm just high strong I'm high energy I'm wound very tight my whole family's like that well yeah my whole family has anxiety and depression and you know I knew I had depression I had been battling that since childhood and that had a had a face and I addressed it but anxiety I was always thankful I never had it quote unquote, but I did, I just didn't call it that until I, you know, I was looking at it like undeniably like, Hey, this is anxiety. And, um, yeah, that was, that was, that was a ride. Yeah. And I think too, you know, what you mentioned and I, and I want to address this because first of all, let's just, let's just celebrate the fact that you made it over six years yes. with your business. Yes. Honestly. So the first 18 months are the most crucial time within a business and 80 to 85% of salon businesses don't even make it to that 85% point. Right. And then you have, you know, a small percentage that only make it to their five-year mark. So what are some of the, what are some of the specific challenges that you feel? Cause I know that you're like, okay, this thing is like tick, tick going down and I'm going to remove myself. But what are some of the key things that maybe made you feel like, this isn't going to work. What were some of the major challenges within the business? Was it the team? Was it the numbers? Was it marketing? Like kind of walk us through that. Was it the systems? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was me, right? At the end of the day, it's me. They were all my systems. So, you know, wholeheartedly when people ask like, well, what am wrong? Me, my systems, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like you said, Yeah. Um, you know, when I talk to people, everybody is quick to try to, you know, they try to make you feel better or that's just how we're programmed to think. Well, Hey, it's not your fault that blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, it isn't my fault that that happened, but it's my fault that I handled it X, Y, Z. And in hindsight, I should have went this other direction. Um, so I mean, for me, obviously money was a challenge. The overhead in the space was humongous. Um, I had convinced myself that we needed this space. And now looking back, that was so inaccurate. Uh, whenever I hear people say that they want to, um, you know, expand, I'm like, yo, how much time you got? Can we meet for coffee real quick? <laughs> because I care <laughs> yes. about you and I just want to, yes. I just want to shed this light on it, you know, and obviously not, not, that's not always a horrible idea. Sometimes it's an excellent thing. Sometimes it's a necessary thing, but a lot of times, um, it, it can be a really bad move. And, you know, I have, I'm, I'm blazing my own trail here. So I didn't have anybody tell me that. Um, so, um, you know, financially, uh, it was rough, you know, our numbers versus like what was coming in versus what was going out. It, it didn't, it didn't line up. And I wanted, this is an interesting concept. I wanted so badly to be the leader that, um, gave everybody the respect that I would want as an employee. So I definitely, um, how, how do I want to word it? I definitely, um, I wanted them to be people first and, and like hairstylist second. And that's how, that was like my mission statement. Right. So somebody like me, you know, I know emotionally what I need. I know my boundaries. Um, I wanted to be able to give other people the type of job where they could 
feel happy and not feel like they were choking on work and it made them hate coming here. You know, like, right. oh, your kid has a soccer game. Let's figure out how we can reschedule to get you there. Or, you know what I mean? Um, and I know sometimes it didn't always come out as, you know, butterflies and rainbows is that. But, you know, my mission statement where other people may be, you know, I want to do great work and I want to serve the community. I wanted to serve other stylists. I wanted to serve my team and myself first and foremost because I'm a big believer in the oxygen mask theory. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I can't help anyone else if I'm, if I'm garbage. So I got to make sure I come first and then I can serve you the best that I can. And I wanted to be able to do that with my staff. So I definitely wanted to find that balance of, I want to give you guys everything you need as human beings, or as much as I'm able to give as human beings, as far as flexibility and freedom and letting you have lives and not waking up in the morning and saying, Hey, like I'm Susie, the stylist first and foremost. Um, and then sometimes I feel like that's a dangerous, like it can get a little gray and I feel like it got a little gray for me. Um, but you know, if I had to do it again, there's a lot of things I do differently, but I feel like, um, I see other people who their numbers look a lot better, but I know they're really push, 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 pushing. Whereas I would almost rather my numbers look crappier, but we all just can like breathe cleanly in there. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Right. It makes it total does. sense. It does make sense. And Simon Sinek. So I don't know if you guys follow mm-hmm. Simon Sinek or you know, yes. 100%. Yep. Me some Simon Sinek. And so he mm-hmm. only talks about, um, you know, worrying and caring about the people first. You know, you drive mm-hmm. a business based on the people, not by the numbers. When you drive it on the people, the numbers come. It's kind of like, uh, you know, doing what you love and being passionate about what you love and what you do. That means the money comes, right? It's not necessarily chasing the money. Exactly. So I think that it is important to treat people like people and care about them and inspire them and, and, and encourage them. However, of course, there's a side of accountability that has to be taken place, but that all in lies with your systems and your vision and mission for the business. So Mm -hmm. when you, this is a great point that you brought up because I get messages like this, I'd say probably two times a week where salon owners are like, Hey, I'm thinking of expanding my business. And I'm like, "Er, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Like, let's run the numbers first. Mm -hmm really out of the space or you can utilize the space that you have because when you double your space, you double your expenses and we have to run the numbers on that. Right. So, yeah. So I think, you know, would you say that you kind of went into that haphazardly, just not really knowing your numbers? You're like, yes, I need this big space and I'm going to grow this thing. And like, what was your mindset on that? Did you run numbers? Did you go through that? Or were you just like, I am in? No, I'm shaking my head laughing. Um, (laughs) No, I, I am a stylist that's learning business rather than a business person learning, you right, know, yes. the craft. So, um, and I will say that till, till the cows come home. Is that still a thing? Do the cows ever come home? Sure. Whatever. <laughs> yes. um, I feel like I just, I make myself sound like an elderly woman all the time. Um, I'm here so, for yeah, it. I, I am it. so, I'm such a passionate person and, you know, you guys both know that can be, I mean, at the end of the day, or until the cows come home, that's such a great thing. <laughs> but that can be, that can bite you in the ass a lot, like just leading with your heart only. So I'm such a passionate person. I'm such an optimist that I'm like, dude, fuck yeah, we're doing this. I got this. Me running numbers is like, all right, let me do the math. Here's the rent. Here's a rough idea of what Pico will be. Here's how taxes work. Okay. Yeah. Oh, six grand a month. Eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. That's what running my numbers looked like. Got it. And I'm like, dude, I'll do it. I can do it. I got this. I'm so excited. Like, I'm going to crush it. And that's just how I am. And I'm not just a talker. Like, I'm a doer. But at the end of the day, you start realizing, like, hey, I have a team. I can't be positive patty all on my own. Or I can't be like, you know what I mean? Like, shit just got tricky. I was trying to have my hand in so many things. Like, I'm trying to balance everybody's happiness. I'm trying to keep myself out of the hospital. I'm trying to pay the rent. I'm trying to pay myself. I'm trying to pay off my own debts. I'm trying to answer client emails, you know, and it's just like, it, again, like you go back to systems and I feel like that was like fail number one was that it was not all pre-thought out and pre, there was nothing, pre-nothing, like you insert any word after pre, like there was nothing. There was just a young girl who was like, hell yes, I'm doing this. I'm sticking it to everybody who says I can't do it. Cough, cough, my father. I guess I could have just coughed and have to say cough. Um, but I'm sticking it to everybody and I'm doing this and that was it. Like no systems. So 
I was learning as I was going and I did learn a lot and I had a lot to be proud of. I figured out a lot, but I didn't quite figure out enough to keep me there uh, longer. But I will say, you know, I was proud of myself because it wasn't a thing where I was like, oh my God, I, I'm sinking and I have no choice but to do this. Like, I'm still living at home. I, you know, I could have scrapped a little longer. I could have kept going, but mentally, like yes. that was my, the only thing I promised myself in the beginning. And I said it out loud to my husband and I said it to myself a thousand times when this no longer serves me, Jess, as a human, nothing relating to business or money or any of that shit. When I'm done, I will walk away because I know people that will go down with the ship and I don't want to be that person. Wow. So when it wasn't fun anymore, it was time to go. And I don't mean fun like, oh, you know, this is a fat party. We're like just drinking and being stupid all day. Like, I mean fun, like this is a chapter of my life. It's time to close now. And I, I literally woke up one day and I'm sitting on my side of the bed right now. I sat up right here and was like, hmm, let me say, yeah, yeah. feels like a good yeah. day to close the salon. And, wow. you know, I talked it out with my family over, you know, the next few days, the next week, month, maybe whatever. But the wheels were in motion very quickly. And I was just- I, Yeah. I can really relate with you because when I first opened, I- now, my journey was like, I was in salons, I was managing salons, but it's another thing when you own a salon, right? A thousand percent. I, the first two years of my business, I was in a very small space, 700 square feet, and granted, no one knew me. Yeah. I lived in Dayton for six weeks, and I almost closed my doors eight times. Wow. Right? You want to know why? Systems. I had none. Yep. I wanted to be a people person. I wanted to make sure everyone was like amazing. And yes, did I then when we expanded and I'm going to get real with both of you right now. You want to know why I expanded? Ego. Mm. Ego. Yeah. Wow. I thought if I had a bigger space, more chairs, more employees, I was more badass, and it was not the case. But what I did do is my husband like was screaming at me one day and he never yells. He's very patient. And he's like, this is not working. You can make it work. Wake up. And I was like, okay. So we went to Connecticut, went through a training and we got systems. Right. And then it allowed me to now be able to say like you, Jess, and I'm so glad you're so brave and woke on yourself mm -hmm. of what you needed because it's so hard. A lot of times it may be not be like the bad side of ego, but it could be like, I'm not letting go, even though you're physically and mentally dying, right? So with me, my shift changed, right? So I totally get exactly where you're going, coming from. And I do love that it was like through the side of no systems, they matter. So if anyone's out there listening and you're going through exactly what Jess is talking about, and kind of what I shared on my side, like one, you're not alone. And two, you need to get to work. Yeah. Systems yes, yes. matter. So I love that you like are being so honest and open because yeah. this is going to help. Yeah. I mean, not only do systems matter, like systems are it. I feel like it. you have like the representative of your business, which is you're, you know, like, oh, I'm Jess, I'm fun, I'm friendly, and, like, I can crack a joke, and you, we can shoot the shit, and you, like, come in here. That's just, like, the face of it, and I don't mean face, like, that's not who I really am. I just mean, like, that's the, the curb appeal of your business, is, like, mm -hmm. all that pretty showy shit, you know, and my pretty showy shit, all of it was tight. It was, mm. my <laughs> yes. salon was adorable. It was immaculate. <laughs> People would come in and be like, please come decorate my home. The playlists were bumping. You could tell everybody was in their early 30s because it was all throwback lists. Like everything <laughs> yes, was right. Yes, Our yes. K-cups were right. Our Everything was right. You wanted to move in there. How did my systems look? Like shit. They were garbage. So that's what's behind the cute little curb appeal. You know what I mean? So systems are it. The rest of it is just fun. You know, it's like you buy a house, you buy a fixer upper and it's like, oh, I can't wait to paint and buy curtains. But it's like, yo, bitch, your foundation's rotten out. You got to slow down and handle yeah. all that shit before you can paint and hang the cute curtains. Oh my God. Yes. That is so yeah. literally like so well said because- oh, thanks. And if you think about it, you know, you did what you had to do for yourself. You talked to your yes. family, you know, you really listened to yourself and you're like, you know what? I have to check out because- 
this is no longer serving me. And, and that breaking point is different for everyone, right? And mm-hmm. so let's talk about this transition that you had to make, because let me tell you something, I can't even imagine being, a, you know, cause I, I was an owner for 11 years and then having to work for someone because it's so, you're used to calling the shots. You're the leader. You are the one that's in control. So walk us through that process. Like, how did you find the space that you were going to be in? How did you know that it was going to be in alignment with what you want to do and who you are? And, you know, just being there and kind of what that journey looks like and looks like and continues to look like for you because it's happening right now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I pretty much just like started Googling salons in the area. I mean, I had no interest in whether or not they were hiring. I mean, I'm an established artist with a full book. They're hiring, you know? So um, I just started looking around and researching everybody's reputations online. And it was, and I I feel like I'm being such a snob about it or I sound bougie as shit, but like um, my place was, it was awesome. It was like the place. And I knew it was going to be, I knew like most of the salons in the area, like I was erasing them from the board of possibility right away. Like I have the bar set so high. This is what my guests are used to. This is what I'm used to. And, you know, I don't care if you're a really awesome person. Like I'm going into your salon and it hasn't been touched since the eighties. Like I'm already like gagging on my own vomit. I'm really not interested unless you were really going to pay me like a ton of freaking money. So, you know, I'm making my little list of salons that look like maybes or whatever, you know, they're cute. I like their websites. I like their branding. I like everything that sounds like they're establishing for themselves. You know, like I'm a read between the lines person. And sometimes that can be a really good thing. So like I'm going on your website and I'm seeing how you worded this shit. I'm seeing what kind of people it sounds like you are. I'm seeing what your posts are, you know, and I'm just like taking in you and I'm trying to find somebody that sounds like I can connect with because I am a big personality and you know, it, it, I imagine it would be hard for an owner to hire somebody who was an owner. So I'm trying to find somebody that yes. seems like, you know, oh, you have a very open, loving, accepting environment. Like I can be a, a tough pill to swallow. Can you swallow me? <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> can you swallow yeah, asking all permission. Of this? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So um, you know, and and I I found my couple little salons that were within the driving radius that I had determined in my mind and Um, I reached out to a few of them and right away, like, I want to say like two or three salons, I was like, "Eh, I'm good. Like you gave me some like lukewarm response or like you sounded kind of bitchy or whatever. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I don't know if this is like a great way to, to run business. Again, I I lead with my heart, which works sometimes and sometimes doesn't, but I'm like, yeah, I'm so over you. Like I didn't, I don't even know who's typing this, but I'm so underwhelmed or I'm so turned off. I'm just like, you know, I'm good. So, um, I got in touch with my uh, current bosses, their husband and wife. And, um, you know, they were so sweet and welcoming and we met right away and they were just very warm and welcoming and the salon was adorable and they were super cool. And, um, you know, he, uh, he is in, he's in the industry. She, uh, does more of the front, the front end. And, um, you know, that was interesting to me. Um, but cause I was jealous of like how they had each other to help each other. And I was just like, yes, on my yeah. own, right. Like give me one of them. But, uh, no, they were just super like open to my circumstances and never once made me feel like they were nervous about like, how's this bitch going to be, you know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> I mean, people, but still, when you I feel know, like you know, when that energy's on point, like yeah. you trust it. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, um, I was like, so basically when, when would you want me? And they were like, tomorrow. I'm like, all right, cool. Give me a few days. But I was like, I'm doing this. And uh, I'm a dive in person. You can always change your mind. Nothing in life is permanent, right? Except for like, what is it? Death and taxes or like, don't kill someone. You'll probably go to jail. But like, you know, other than that, <laughs> like, you can get out of most of it, right? Uh, yeah. Murder, we love sharing adapt and evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Adapt so and like, all right, I'm taking this. Allowed. And if it's, if it's not for me, I'm just going to go. But, um, yeah, I've been there for what month is it? I'm struggling with the year. I don't know the month. Uh, it's all right. It's almost June, so it's so almost, almost six been, months. Almost. Now, wait. The funny thing is, from anyone in the industry, you can appreciate how insane this was. I literally started on December fourth. Who in the hell wow. starts at a new friggin' salon at Christmas time? What? Like, what is that? I remember my first day. Now they had a whole new color line. Like I never touched Wella. It was so different. You know, they have like the number value and I was coming from Lonzo, yeah. which oh, did yeah. not. Crazy. And, oh, yeah. Foreign language. 
Oh my God. And it's so packed in there. It's a cute little, it's like an old house and it's so packed and they're so busy, which I love that energy. And they have this tiny little color room slash break room, like tiny, tiny, tiny. So day one, nobody freaking knows me at all. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm looking at this color wall, like this tiny person looking up at this giant color wall, like, and I'm trying not to ask for help because like, I don't want to bother you. And also, Hey, I'm Jess. Like, can you help me formulate? But <laughs> I'm like, here we go. So let me tell you the first, I think like two weeks, I had like five color redos I had to do because I was like, my, one of my first clients was a, uh, like a, like a redhead red. And that's like the most complicated thing to formulate with a new line. For sure. Yes. So yes. I had to tone her roots like three times and it was like, the very first client I took, I screwed up and she was super cool and we were cracking up about it. But like, I'm trying to learn this color and it's Christmas. It's like, everybody should be on roller skates in there. And that was, that was a journey. And again, hindsight is 2020. I'm like, what in the hell was I thinking? Like, I couldn't have just hung in there for one more month. Like, but I told you I woke up, I was like, dude, I'm done. And I was done. Like, it didn't even dawn on me to hang in there for like another couple of months. It was like, no, my heart's over it. It's time to move on. And yeah, evidently I operate best under pressure because that was as pressurized as it got starting <laughs> right. in a new salon. Uh, yeah, I totally, I can totally relate with you. And I'm so glad we're having this conversation today because it just opens up and we get to know like more about what makes you tick. But I literally yeah. just do it. That's yeah. why I'm like, let's you go. You have to. You can fix mistakes yeah. later, you know, but I love mistakes. They make, they excite me. Is that a weird thing to say? Not yeah. at all. Well, they, they develop who you are, right? Your character, your personality. I mean, yeah. do you find that this was such a humbling experience? So you go from owning a salon, running your shit, you are in charge. And now you're like December 4th. And I'm like, can you help me formulate? Like how humbling was that experience for you where you're like asking for help and really in someone else's care at that point? Like, I just want to know about that. Yeah. I feel like it was like the hairstylist version of like getting neutered. Like, hey, here's all your working parts. Taking them away, they're gone. Like, that's what it felt like. Like, honestly, like reproductive <laughs> activity. <laughs> like, that's how, I, that's how I feel. Like, one day you're an animal, you got balls, and the next day your balls are gone. Like, that's, is that spade? That's you've spade. Stripped. Whatever. You were stripped of all of it. Right. Stripped. Exactly. Just gone. Like, Just gone. Really that's like, like, no confidence it yeah. was just like like I was up here and now I'm down stylist. here mm -hmm. yeah and well, like no matter how it. established you are or like who you think you are or who knows you or whatever like I am literally the newest person in here I'm on the I mean I've moved up from the bottom since then but day one you're walking in like Oh. You almost feel like you're shit on everybody's shoe. Like, not that anyone made me feel that way, but like, I know nothing. I don't know where the broom is. I don't know where the gloves are. I don't know what any of your systems are. And not to mention, I had my whole essentially career. It was my way. And now I'm like, oh, I got to learn new systems. And they're not even my choice. Like, none of this is, are my systems, you know? Like, that was, that was tough. And it's still tough because it's still new. Um. Yeah, it's it is extremely extremely humbling. I think going from being in charge to not. I I'm not gonna lie, like real talk. I definitely thought it would be thought it'd be a little bit easier than it was. But it that it's tough. It's tough. And my bosses are great. They're great. But not being able to call the shots. And I don't want to call all of them. But there's like maybe five shots that I really need to call. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and like. I miss those five shots and it could be stupid <laughs> shit. Like being able to put on the music I want to put on, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like we're creative people. You don't realize what like gets your soul going. And I feel like that sounds so corny and cliche, but like the dumbest shit, you know what I mean? Like I do miss, I do miss some of that. And it's, it's definitely hard to not be in charge, but you know, like I said earlier, growth comes from those uncomfortable things and it's a little you uncomfortable know, right move now. Up. Yeah, yeah. You may like move said, up into all, leadership. Right. But like, they're great. And you know, they're as good as they make it as good as it could be. But like, and I and I love everybody there. And I'm very thankful that, you know, they give me as much room as they do. But it's definitely still challenging. And I'm sure anybody I'm sure even they would feel the same if they had to go leave their the, the throne and go, you know what I mean? Um, that's challenging. And I don't know if that ever really goes away. I feel like I'll always be turning around looking way back in the distance at when I was allowed to make all the rules. But you know, I, I made that choice. There's the good and the bad and you have to see what weighs more. Do you think that will ever happen for you? I'm sorry, Jay. No, you're good. Do you think that will ever happen for you again? Like, is that, is that the question? It was my question. Yes. 
planning. Um, we always things? do this. We always do it. Oh, you guys are so cute. You're like little lovebirds. <laughs> You're like little newlyweds. Um, we do are. I, do I think I'll ever own a salon again? Is that what you mean? Yeah. You know, I always like to say never say never. Um, so I, I can't really say. I can't really say. I'm not much of a planner, as you guys have all gathered from this story. I'm more of a winger. <laughs> uh, go with your gut. I think a lot of the wounds are very still fresh. So like, it's like when you get a tattoo, you know, like you need that pain to heal and you need enough time to pass so you can forget about how agonizing yes. that shit is. And then you get another tattoo and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot this fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> until it, until it heals and then it's cool again. But, um, I guess I need enough time to pass to forget about it. I mean, I'll never say never, but it wouldn't be anytime soon, but, um, man, would I do things differently? Yeah. Ooh. Ain't that's that so true. funny you say wing you know like wing shit or whatever i have to say hashtag we don't wing shit because <laughs> the hashtag that when i was on hair industries podcast or no i was actually i was having a live with evolve salon systems yeah we we're talking about my synergy program and i said because lisa was like well what is it going to be and what's it going to be out and i'm like listen we have to have systems in place like we don't, we're, we can't wing, we don't wing this. Like ha, we don't wing shit. And then hair industry was on there and they were like, hashtag, we don't wing shit. So that actually yeah. became the hashtag for my synergy program. So when you keep saying like, I was winging it, like, I just want to keep saying like, hashtag, we don't wing, we don't wing shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm winging all the shit. And I, I my love business, it. So like, I feel it. free to use my horrible failure. <laughs> I mean, like, that's how it works. Like, we don't wing shit because when you wing shit, shit don't work, man. I mean, you might get lucky for a minute. Like, I, de I definitely got lucky for a minute. But eventually, winging shit, man, it don't work for you. And here we are today. Wow. And how many stylists did you have with you? That was a, that's a fun question. Um, hmm. At the very end, I want to say there was uh, four of us, five of us. Okay. So uh, at the very end, there was four of us. Um, but at our max, I think we had eight or nine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think team. that, you know, I don't think I said that earlier. Um, you know, money and systems was like, you know, one of the biggest things, but, um, employees managing employees was tough for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Jay said it earlier, you know, you managed and you were like, I got this. Well, I learned quickly that like, being the owner and being like the person and managing as like separate entities are very different jobs, right? Like I could show up to your salon, Jay, manage and be like, I got this. Cause it's, yeah. you know, it's not your salon. You're almost able to be a little bit more detached from decision-making and it Absolutely. is what it is. Right. But doing both of those things, it was tough. And like I said, like, I want, I want to be a a human being first and I'm trying to give everybody else the same respect so what if you had an employee who's asking off too much or if you had an employee that didn't have any interest in like taking continuing education or maybe somebody's weak spots weren't really bothering them like they were bothering me that was really that was really hard um to for me to learn I almost guess like the confrontation end of it but like trying to give people like human decency while telling them, Hey, you're doing this wrong. I need you to stop fucking up here. But also I love you and you're a good person, but also you're fucking up here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that sucked. And I think that actually, I struggled with that with my anxiety a lot. And you almost just end up running from it because you don't want to. And I'm, I'm certainly not a confrontational person, but I'm no shy person by any stretch of the means. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys get that. But having to like look at someone, even as stupid as like, yo girl, you're coming in looking like a hoe every day. Like why are your butt cheeks yes. almost dangling out? How do you look at somebody, right? And say like, you're so cute and you're so sweet, but I can almost see your ass cheeks. Please stop coming in and looking like a smacked ass, right? Like that's just yeah. hard. Or like, girl, where are your eyebrows? Like, I realize I can't tell you to have eyebrows, but you should probably draw them on. You're scaring people. <laughs> like <laughs> maybe it's, maybe you don't, necessarily say it that way do you know what i'm saying like nina how do you nicely say where the fuck are your eyebrows hoe today like that's probably not the best approach you know what i'm saying like, so what is the HR yeah and that's why she I didn't say it doing. yeah that's <laughs> right, why she didn't correct. say it but right but it all comes back to like <laughs> rules of engagement like systems like where's the line and right. i get it like and especially for artists 
to go into that like leadership owner, Mm -hmm. like presence, it, we lead through emotion. It, Mm -hmm. that's our vice is like emotion. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you're looking at someone and you're like, oh, you had the 15th flat tire. Love you. Mm-hmm. Your life is so horrible, but really they weren't. They were just out drinking all night. And you know that because you saw it on their snap. Yeah. And then once it happens over and over and over again, it's too late. Yeah. It's too yeah. late. There's no turning back. They got to go or you got to go. And that it's them because it's your that business. I do have a question. Where like you can yeah. try to overthink, like, you know, you try to make excuses for them. Stuff like that. That sucked. Like I would drag that out for months and months and months, like hanging on to toxic yeah. people. Um, that was very challenging. And you know, what's that doing at home? Nina, I know you said you have a question, but like, what's that doing at home? I'm laying in bed with my husband on a Sunday and where I should be enjoying my time at home. I'm thinking about your ass because I'm not making the decisions I need to be making. Like it's just tough. It's, it's hard. It is not for the faint of heart at all. Yeah. Or if you're not good at it, hire someone who does because it's worth the money. Amen. Know know what you can do and know what you need to sub out. Like no, exactly. And a lot of times when you're looking at like profit and loss and like you're just looking at like the revenue that's coming in and you're like, I can't afford that. Actually, you can. It's going to benefit you, you if you're yeah, not speaking you not language. Afford, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You cannot afford not to do it. So it's like mm-hmm. out there listening, if you feel like you need that person, get to work, put it in your budget, eat ramen noodles. I don't know what you got to do, but then you will definitely go to a five-star restaurant and eat very soon. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that. just that's why they call it investing because it's a fucking exactly. investment. So it's not just extra money in your pocket you have laying around. Yeah. You fucking invest it. Yeah. That's I, okay. So my <laughs> yeah. so my question is um really quick. How was the conversation that you had? I'm very curious because I'm selling my business and I had to have that right. Yeah. <laughs> so I I had to have that conversation with everyone and and I was, I made it an excitement because I'm all about adapting, evolving and like all of that. But how did your conversation go with your team when you were like, listen, I'm done because I'm really curious. And I think this will help other people who are in the same situation, how to navigate that. That's an excellent question. I almost feel like my answer is not going to be totally helpful because, um, so I'm an open book just generally. I would try to pull that back a little bit in a business capacity because, you know, you're, you know, you have to have your limits with that stuff. But it was tricky because my employees were made up of my sister, a.k.a. my best friend, my other half. Right. Um, a girl that grew up across the street from me, um, my friend in high school, and then my cousin's girlfriend. Wow. So, right? Close. So it's tricky to keep, like, walls up and be professional where it was like, I feel like I'm comfortable with you. So leading up to it, I feel like I was almost trying to prep them a little bit. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know if that was like, just like a coping mechanism or if I really was like doing it on purpose, but I'm like, you know, my sister, I just gave her the, she knows, I mean, we're together all the time. She's literally like, we share a brain. Um, so she knew. And then, you know, I just feel like I kind of would try to get the conversation started. Like they knew I was getting very stressed out. They knew emotionally I was in a bad place. I didn't want to keep any of that secret. So when it came time to kind of talk about it, I really was like, it was one of those things that I just brought up in progression. Like, Hey, I'm not sure what to do. I don't know. I don't know what the best move for me is. Then it turned into, Hey, like, I got so much on my mind, like, this is kind of where I'm at. And then it turned into, hey, remember those options that I was discussing, like, hypothetically? Yeah. I'm, I have to pick one, and I'm picking this one. And that way, I feel like it kind of took the sting out of coming in and being like, hey, remember yesterday when I pulled up in a friggin' Bentley, and I was balling, and guess what? I'm bankrupt. <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't, I'm not bankrupt. But, you know, like, you don't want to <laughs> surprise people. I kind of tried to slowly lead them into Right. It. Um, I hate change personally. I feel like there's no good way to have that conversation, but like, unless you're Jay who comes in, like bringing all the happiness and, and all that shit, which I'm I'm not that person. Um, (laughs) I, you know, I didn't want to be like, Hey guys, how's everyone's day going? Guess what? You're fired. You're all fired. We're closing. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, it was like, and that was even a hard conversation to have at all. I, I actually ended up like crying hard one day to one of my girls and it was like a cathartic thing like I feel like 
Yeah. It was the first time I had to say it out loud. Um, and that, that stung. Like everybody else was picking up what I was putting down without saying the sentence, I have to close. And uh, like, just remembering that conversation is, I'm actually feeling a little bit emotional. I know I told you I wasn't a crier. Shit. Um, I, I remember that. And, um, it, I just remember being there and like sitting on these stools across from each other and having that conversation. And it was just like, yeah. like I had to say the words, there was no sugar coating it. There was no, it was like, Hey, we're closing. And then just all like the word vomit of backstory. And like, it was just like, it just came out and all the things I've been trying to push down, you know, the stress I've been feeling personally, the, the horrible mental space that I was in and like the, I'll call it like a dark place. Cause it was a dark place. Yeah. Absolutely. And all of that and, you know, almost the little bit of, like, shame that I felt. See, like, that makes me feel some type of way. The little bit of, like, shame that I almost felt um, for feeling like I fucked up. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I know that I didn't fuck up, right? And I said all the – I said to you guys how I really feel, but there's still always that little part of you um, that does feel like you fucked up. And – saying that out loud and knowing all the blood, sweat and tears that went into it and kind of all the memories and all the hard times and all the shit you overcome. And you, my husband and I literally like hammering and spackling till all hours of the morning and all the shit that went into it and feeling like I was, I wasn't doing myself a service or I did myself an injustice or, you know, I, I fucked up and I wasn't able to, to carry this through and almost feeling like you're letting people down. Um, yeah. not even so much my employees cause I know they got it, but like myself or like my family, I know that was fabricated in my head, but just feeling like you fucked up and you didn't do good enough. That, that was like when having to like say those things out loud, not in that sentence, but that was just like a flood, the floodgates, you know, and that it's that really hard. Stings. It's yeah. hard to kind of go through that because you're right. I mean, I sold my business too, so I get it. I mean, it's, you know, obviously it's, it, it, it could be a little bit of a different conversation either way, whether you're closing or you're selling, but in all actuality, you're parting from a part of your life and it, it, it is, it defines us as much as we want to say that, you know, our job doesn't define who we are. It really does, especially when it's your baby and it's yes. your business and you put your heart and soul into it. And yeah. the relationships that you make with your stylists, you know, let alone your clients, but your stylists that have been with you, it's really hard to separate that because you don't want them to be disappointed in you and you don't want to disappoint yourself. And, you know, I have to say, I'm just so incredibly proud of you for coming on here and being so courageous and brave to just let this out because there are so many people, so salon owners that really hide the pain and the struggle that they're going through and you've made it through on the other side. Yes, you're still working yes. through it, but don't feel shame about that because this is your journey. This is your path. And you know what now you get to do? You get to live the life that the creative side of you, the, the storytelling side of you, which is what you're doing on, on your platform and sharing the gift that you have with being unfiltered and real and raw. And now you get to tend to that and you get to share that gift. And I always feel like we end up where we're supposed to. So of course I get it. You know, you feel that shame. Those are your feelings, right? They're valid. Uh, however, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And I'm just so proud of you. I'm getting emotional now because I'm just so proud of you to sit here with us and be able to be so raw. And I also have to say that you are not alone. I, I can tell you that the salon owners that I work with, the number one problem that they have is with managing their team. That's the number one problem in the industry. And not a problem. It's the number one. It's the hardest thing to manage. And it's because we're not taught as stylists how to lead people. There's no college for business for stylists to become salon owners and entrepreneurs. And we kind of go through and we wing it. Right. And yeah. I think, you know, for me, I was fortunate enough to have my mentors that taught me how to do all of that. And I still screwed up. I still made mistakes. I almost closed my business twice before my, my fourth or fifth year. And so I still having all of that training and, and love from them and support, I still screwed up doing that. So I'm glad that you're just living in it and you're owning it. And I think that you're going to open the door for so many salon owners that are maybe feeling trapped. Maybe they're feeling hopeless. Maybe they're feeling like their ego is getting in the way because they don't want to walk away because your ego just takes over. But you are a true, you're a true, uh, 
example of listening to yourself, owning your truth, going through this, living it, and now you're doing some real badass shit right now. Like, I want to talk yes. about that. Can we talk yeah. about that? Because now you're in this new space. You're blowing up. You've got stuff going on with Modern Salon. Like, let's talk about that. And I know Jay's going to have a final question for you, but I, I want to talk about that a little bit too before we sign off here today. Yeah. Really yeah. quick. Hang on. I want to say this. Those four walls, right, at that salon may have came down. But exactly what Nina is getting you ready to talk about is exactly why you had to go through that so that you can literally have the words. And I have mad fucking respect for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that it takes a strong individual to humble themselves down to say, you know what? These walls may have came down but it's not going to stop my voice. And you're utilizing the beautiful social media platform to really touch lives in a bigger way. So tell us everything that's going on. Oh yes. my God, you're so sweet. I want to hug you. <sighs> oh, social media. I have such a love hate with it, right? Um, okay, yeah. So, okay, well, I'm just going to say the hate just so we can get it out of the way so yeah. no one's confused. Um, I have such an addiction to social media, right? Like we Same. all do with some of us are Same. in such denial. Yep. Like, Same. Do you ever yep. talk to someone and they're in such addiction denial? I'm like, bitch, I know you were done pooping like 20 minutes ago, but you're still yes. <laughs> like, you're not. Like, yo, like, hi, I'm Jess and I am a social media addict. It fucking sucks. That is my hate with it. Like that is my hate yeah. that it has become who we are, right? Like, I'm at the dinner table and I'll have a juicy conversation going with like you guys even or whatever. I'm in my pocket and I'm like, hold on, hold on. It's pressing that I keep this conversation alive. It's not, mm -hmm. but like, no, you know, it's just like that thing in your brain that gets triggered and you want more of it. So it's I'm a so scrolling syndrome. Oh, yes. Christ, it's horrible. Uh, yeah. I'm not even doing anything half the time. I'm just like, like you're drooling and your eyes are like staring through the phone. Which is just like, <laughs> right. Or like, yeah, whatever. Uh, so that is my hate with social media. I mean, there's other, whatever. But social media, I, as much as I feel strongly about some frustrations with it, um, man, ha has it taken me places and it, it, takes, it takes people places that nothing else could have, right? Yeah. How would I know you or Nina? How would I know right. any, I would never, I wouldn't know you existed I wouldn't, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I made friends, like actual friends, like people that I talked to on the yeah. phone, people that I travel with from literally Instagram and nothing else. I've met people that live in my town that I never even knew or existed. And now we're friends. Crazy. And, right. How cool is that? So I will talk shit on social media and I will continue to do it because it frustrates me in some capacity. <laughs> but I'm saying this out in the world right now. I have such a such a excitement and um gratitude for the opportunity right and that's what it is that's what i'm going to call it the opportunity the opportunity for me to say whatever the hell i want to say the opportunity yes. to meet people the opportunity for people to meet me right people that would have never knew i existed suddenly now do do you think any of these people would have known no hell no i mean i was pounding the pavement but like my megaphone could only go so loud right, right, right. <laughs> so you know, it's so, it's so awesome. And, um, the funny thing about social media is like, I feel like literally one day overnight, it was like, I came into work and all anybody ever wanted to talk about since I was like, Oh my God, like, Oh, you have so many followers or I, I you're doing such great things. I feel like that kind of almost happened overnight, but, um, I was just talking to my girlfriend today about it. The funny thing is I'd like to think I do beautiful hair. Right. But that's not, that's not really what did it for me. Um, I'm trying to, you know, put out the same vanilla content that we all do. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean that in like a derogatory way towards any single person. We're all in like our industry doing like the hamster wheel, right? We're all like, here's a pretty yep. picture of hair. Here's a formula. Here's a food named caption. Here's a pretty picture of hair. Here's a formula. Here's a food caption, right? So I'm doing all that shit. And I'm, I'm taking all these classes and I'm spending tons and tons of money investing because I so strongly believe in investing and trying to level up my game. And none of that is even really what got me any, like, like anyone noticing me. That's not entirely true. But do you know what I mean? Like people now know me for 
being me when all my life it was like I was kind of led to think that like my personality or like my rough edges were a bad thing, right? And people are told that shit all the time. Like it wasn't just like my evil parents or, or whatever. It was just like, hey, you need to tone it down. Hey, you need to watch your language. You know, hey, you need to not tell somebody when their outfit makes them look fat. And I'm just that girl, right? Like I do it out of a place of love, but I'll be like, girl, what else you got yeah. in that closet, right? So, um, or like, hey, girl, you got shit in your teeth. Like, you just have to be that person. So now I'm actually able to kind of develop that, right? And it's actually taking me somewhere. Not only is it like not frowned upon for me right now, eventually when I'm like, yo, I'm 33 years old, I'm done trying to be like super squeaky with everybody. Like, this is who I am. I have two good friends and that's plenty. Like, I'm not looking for your friendship and I'm respectful. And if, you know, my voice is too much for you. That's cool. Right. Like Jay said earlier, you're not for everybody and that's okay. Not only do I think that's, it's okay. I prefer it that way. Right. Because yes. now I don't feel like I need to cater to an audience of a thousand. I'm catering to an audience of two, right? Like you're my two people. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to all the people's different feelings everywhere. Right. right. I prefer right. it that way. Like filter yourselves out if, if I'm hurting your feelings and we're good. So, um, yeah, like not only not only do I get to be myself, like I'm actually kind of building a name for being rough around the edges, which mm -hmm. is kind of funny because that's the same thing that everybody told me I need to work on. You couldn't right? Mm -hmm. and, right. Right. So like, hey, you need to watch your language. Hey, you need to be nice or hey, you need to not put shit on blast or whatever. You know, like I do it from a place of respect. And you know what I mean? Like even when I disagree with people, I will always come from a place of respect. I feel like as long as you do that, it's not my problem how people feel about me. That's their problem, right? Um, so I like to think that I say what everybody's kind of thinking, but like I'll make it funny and I'll make it rough around the edges, but like <laughs> you do it from a place of respect and if somebody's salty about it, that's not my problem. But that. that's who you are. That's your brand. That's what makes yeah. you you. You know, right. you, the three of us could write the same content but it's mm -hmm. going to attract and drive different energy and different tones because of the because of who it's coming from, right? You know, and how we how we write it and how people perceive it, and so that's what the that's what really is so special about social media is that we get to be our own people and our own brands and really speak our own truth, just as like what we're doing, what Jay and I are doing, you know, yeah. on podcasts, which is so cool and amazing to be a part of. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think what's wonderful is that you connected your heart and your mind. You had something to say and you said it. A lot of people are like, "What's happening? What's happening? What's going on? Why am I not this? Why am I not that?" You're like, "You have nothing to say." Yeah. Well, that's really what it is. <laughs> At the end of the like, day. you have nothing to say. So how can you create conversation when you're saying caramel balayage? I can't. Right? I can't. So it's like, yeah. it's like good for you. And like, I, I'm so excited to see what these conversations do for people. Yeah. And like, to be like, oh my God, like XL, all the strawberry vanilla latte pictures and just say what your guests want and need. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to get more guests, if you want to be an educator, start speaking your truth. Mm -hmm. Right. If you want to motivate, start motivating. Just say it. A closed mouth never gets fed. Oh, and I've no one knows that. who you are unless you. Yeah, really? and learn that. Yes, and no one knows who you are unless you tell them. So speak up through love, passion, relentless dedication, like whatever that is, and you're doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so awesome. Hell yeah! Thank you. So we have one last question for you. Let's do it. Justy, what's next for you, baby? What is next? <laughs> that I'm going to wing the shit out of this answer. <laughs> and do you want to know what Hashtag. my answer is? <laughs> my answer is I am literally winging the shit out of it. Um, I feel like every day I wake up in the last week, there is always like an opportunity in my email or in my DMs or something. And, you know, I know that's so exciting. I love that. Um, I keep saying to people, like, like you were saying, like, if you want to be, um, if you want more guests in your chair, you're talking to them. If you want to be an educator, you know, you're, you're speaking that. I don't really know what the fuck I'm trying to do right now. But honestly, I know that this is me and I get so excited that now people suddenly like listening to it. 
Um, yeah. I almost feel like I'm just making friends. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure what to do with this right now, but um, I am here for whatever the fuck is about to come my way. Um, I have such an open mind and open heart, and, like, I'm ready. I love I love um, opportunities. I'm just ready. Like, what? I'm ready for the surprise, and I'm ready to wing it. <laughs> oh, well, I can tell you that you have such a bright future. You have so – I mean – there are so many more things that are going to open up for you because you are opening up your heart and your mind and your soul and you're being vulnerable and you're sharing your truth. And so with that does come so much more opportunity. Honestly, it has been a joy, a ride and a pleasure spending this time with you today. I have to say I have enjoyed every single moment of it. Oh, see, I have to. You I are have to. As they come, girl. And I love it oh. so much. So thank you so much for sharing your heart and soul with us today. Thank you yes. guys. And thank you so much for what you're doing with this podcast. I feel like there's definitely a big need for more of this. Um, and I'm so excited that you guys are filling it. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So and I cannot wait to watch you keep growing, girl. I am one of your biggest fans oh and whatever God, you I need, you so I am much. here for you. And I hope that this inspires people to speak up and just be themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to be rough around the edges. It's okay to be femme. It's okay to be soft. It's okay to have an emotional outbreak. It's okay to have all of it. Just do it with love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And I just, I'm so honored that you spend the time with us. Yeah. This oh. has been really, really great. It's been so, so good. So guys, of course, as you know, we just want to hear from you. Keep the conversations going. DM us, message us. We want to hear what you would like us to talk about. We want to hear some topics. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at Nina Tulio. And of course, it's Mr. J. Ladner. And if you take anything from listening to us today, we want you to know that it is okay to live in your truth and remember to always live your life out loud. See you next time. <laughs>